Music, news, entertainment. It's all right here. This is The Kelly Alexander Show. Hey, it's Kelly, and joining us on the show this week is Edmonton-based recording artist Nuella Charles, who is nominated for a Juno Award in the Adult Contemporary Album of the Year category. Rising young artist Cassidy McKenzie pops by to chat about her debut single called Wish, and we bring you new music from Megan Trainer, the Jonas Brothers, and her. Let's kick things off with Nuella, who has a new single out called Long Way Down. Nuella, welcome to The Kelly Alexander Show. Hi, thanks for having me. So let's start from, I suppose, Dreamland. Was it always a dream to be a singer? Well, honestly, no. Okay. <laughs> I want, Growing up, I wanted to be like a computer scientist. And then I hit high school and I was like, nope, that is not for me. And that was kind of in the time when, you know, like they had the little affair going and Alanis Morissette was huge and Avril Lavigne was coming up. And so I'm like, these ladies are killing it. I want to do that. And so then I started teaching myself how to play music and now I'm here. Wow. Now, when you say teaching yourself how to play music, does that mean instruments or or what? Yeah. So, like, I always kind of sang around the house, but it was more picking up my dad's acoustic guitar and then teaching myself just, like, simple chords. And from that, writing songs, which kind of grew into recording. But, yeah, it was all very organic, and it was I wanted to do it, and I just taught myself how to do it. That's awesome, because a lot of people wouldn't take the time and or make the effort to make that happen, so... Good job. And uh, while I have you talking about instruments, do you play several? Uh, I play the acoustic guitar and the piano, both kind of like not the best. (laughs) (laughs) So so I play my version of them and it's worked out pretty okay, but I'm not going to say I'm like amazing at either one of them. That's fine. But I do need to ask you out of those two, which one is like your spirit instrument? Uh, probably the acoustic guitar. Okay. And it's funny because I, uh, over the last little while, I've ended up interviewing a couple of artists and we've had this discussion about writing with either guitar and or piano. And I believe it was Ali X who said to me that she actually, I think she had to pull herself off piano because she kept finding that she was writing the same, like, I guess, chord progression. Yeah. Or it was. Is that like a, is that like a problem? Can that be a problem? Yeah. Well, you just kind of go to the, what's familiar and what. Like, if you just sit and let your hands move, they kind of tend to go to what they know to do. And I think for the guitar, I mean, for the guitar, for me, it's more of a rhythmic instrument. So if I'm looking to write more upbeat songs, I tend to lean more towards the guitar. And where it's more balanced, I tend to go to the piano. But it's just, like, very... Sometimes if one isn't working, I'll switch to the other to see if it feels better. But... Yeah, I've, I've had that happen to me before. I wanted to touch base a little bit on your uh, heritage. Does being of Kenyan heritage play a part in your music and how you sound? Um, I don't think it plays a part in how I sound. I think it's more just the worldview that I've grown up with. We traveled a lot as kids. And so we moved from Kenya to Switzerland, to Canada, to the Bahamas, back to Canada. And just seeing how people live in the different countries and just kind of acclimating to that has really opened up my ability, I think, to be more observant. And that's played a huge role in my music and just being able to absorb things around me. And I want to point this out for people who might not understand this. So you said you spent time in the Bahamas? 
Yeah. Yeah. And now you're in Edmonton. So for people who don't understand, Edmonton is like minus a gajillion, not the whole year round, but it's like Montreal. It has a pretty intense winter. So I am very impressed that your family left the Bahamas to go into the deep freeze. Was that like traumatic for you to go to that? No, I mean, because we grew up mostly in Canada. And so going to the Bahamas was a huge uh, adjustment just because like as soon as you get off the plane, the humidity like hits you in the face. But coming back, I feel it was a bit easier just because we've already known this. I think if you have someone who's never seen snow or or cold come back, uh, I think that would be a huge shock. But no, it's okay. I mean, I try to get away as much as possible, uh, which is kind of funny, but... Yeah, I like it here. Okay, that's good. Now, I did want to talk to you a little bit about um, being in Edmonton. Uh, I've had a lot of guests on the show, obviously, that are from Toronto and some from Montreal and uh, obviously a fair amount as well from Vancouver. Uh, I have spoken to Calgary artists and Edmonton artists before, but I think uh, a lot of people don't really know what kind of scene you guys have in Edmonton. I know, like, for example, I have had Ruth B. on the program before, and I know she's you know, obviously done, done well across Canada in the pop vein. Uh, what's the music scene in Edmonton, and do you find it helps to grow artists? Yeah, I feel the scene here is very supportive. I mean, there's pockets of the different genres and sometimes they don't really intertwine but when you put them all together like at specific events or like the Edmonton Music Awards or whatever we're all very in awe of what each other does and just so quick to support which I love and that's a huge reason as to why I'm still here it's just I found such a supportive community to allow me to like put out my first record in 2012 and now, you know, 2019 be nominated for my second Juno and I'm still here and I still have their support. And it's just the most amazing thing, I think. I can't wait to talk to you about the Juno nomination, but I'm going to make you work a little bit more before we get there. With regards to <laughs> your sound, do you? because, you know, I was reading, obviously, the the prep notes and getting my, my thoughts together for our interview today. And, uh, like, one of the, the notes said, uh, you know, that you're an alternative soul singer-songwriter. What does that mean to you? Yeah, I feel like I haven't really ever been able to fit into, like, one certain genre. Um, like, I started writing like performing as an acoustic, just solo artist. And so that was more the singer-songwriter vibe, but it wasn't what I felt at home in. And when I put out my first record, it kind of turned into this essentially pop record, but it had elements of soul. And it was a bit alternative because my use of like the the electric guitars and I like the Bond, kind of the James Bond sound. And so it's just a mix of things. And so when I say alternative soul, I feel that's what aligns the most with my music because I'm not 100% soul. Like I'm not, you know, what you would think of as a soul artist or a pop artist. And I'm definitely not like just a straight up alternative act. But when you mix those things together, I feel like that's what I am. Who do you look up to musically? Like, because, you know, when I think of alternative soul or, or new soul, as I, I think used to call it, like, I think of the Jill Scotts of the world and like Erica Badu and Janelle Monet. Like, is that how you kind of view yourself in that realm at all? Yeah, like, I definitely uh, lean that way. Um, but again, I just don't feel like I fit 100% in that, in that world. I think that Janelle Monet definitely opened it up for a lot of artists to experiment a bit more and to not be afraid to try different things. Mm-hmm. And in terms of vocalists, like Jill Scott is the queen of everything. So I love Jill. I definitely, <laughs> yeah, I definitely 
um, have learned from her a lot. Uh, but yeah, it's just, I mean, and as an artist, you try to find your own lane and try to kind of create something that allows you to stand out. And so that's what I'm still trying to do every day. That's awesome. Joining us on the Kelly Alexander Show is uh, recording artist Noella Charles. Make sure to follow her on her social media, at Noella Charles. So latest album, Distant Danger. Tell us about it. How was the process in, in writing it? Did you have a plan of action, how you wanted it to turn out? Like, what's the, what's the scoop? Yeah, so I started writing specifically for this uh, Distant Danger I think it was like last, not this past October, the one before, I guess 2017. I'd just gotten back from a writing trip in LA and London, and it was just kind of my own way of putting the gears in action and just getting her done. Because prior to that, I had like four years between my first and second record. So I was like, I need to just start. Because I feel as artists, we're constantly judging ourselves and being really critical and not having always thinking that it's never good enough. It's never good enough. And so for me, it was just like, I don't care. I'm just going to do it. (laughs) And yeah, it was a, it was a great experience. I worked with uh, producers here in Edmonton as well as in Los Angeles. And we uh, just wrote and I kind of just liked what we did and I didn't feel the pressure Um, to accomplish anything really I was just like I'm just going to do this for the sake of loving to do music and uh, I'm really proud of what we came up with yeah that's perfect now what was the most challenging and the most rewarding aspect of this recording process specifically for Distant Danger for this one I actually took more of a producer role so especially with the songs that we did here in Edmonton um, we took our time with them And we would write them and kind of like write and produce all in one. So while we're writing, uh, creating the song, the production would be worked on. And then we would leave them and then come back and literally sometimes just strip it entirely back and reproduce them. And it really allowed me to kind of push where I wanted to go sonically. And then we ended up replacing a lot of the like the synthetic horns and strings with live string quartet and live horn section, which was my dream. Um, But putting all those pieces together was really not difficult. It was just a lot of work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so being, you know, more in control um, definitely led to a lot of uh, difficulty making decisions because everything sounded good, but it's like, is this the best it can be? And yeah, I feel like we really pushed each other. And I think I may have pushed my producers a bit more than they would have liked, but <laughs> it turns out pretty good. That's fantastic. And out of uh, all the uh, the tracks on the, on the record, do you have one that particularly stands out to you? Like, I realize they're all your babies, but there must be one that holds a special place. Yeah, I feel like the one that I can listen to over and over and over again uh, is Forecast. And I don't know why. I think it's just because it makes me happy. (laughs) It's just one of those where I just put it on and the groove hits and I'm just in a good mood and I'm smiling and I'm singing. And it's like, even though it's minus 30, I still feel the sunshine coming out of the the song. And yeah, that, that one's the one that I go to all the time. 
Now, with regards to getting this latest nomination at the Juno Awards, first of all, tell me where you were and what it felt like to get the the, the news that you're up for this really awesome award. Yeah, this time I was home and I was watching uh, the live stream as opposed to last year. I was sleeping <laughs> and, and woke up to a plethora of messages on my phone thinking the world was ending. Um, so I was more prepared this time, just knowing that it was happening. But yeah, I'm just, it, I was, it was really exciting just to, especially once they started announcing the other nominees, I was like, oh, there's no way. And then little me pops up and I'm like, yes. <laughs> That's fantastic. And uh, in the group that you're you're up against, uh, who's the one that that kind of just blows your mind that you're in a category with them? All of them. All of them. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. I'm, it's like you have every mate, like Jan Arden and Michael Buble, Molly Johnson, Whitehorse, all major label acts, all just like at the top of their game, and then the one little independent me is sitting there with them so it's kind of like this it's great because it kind of shows that it shows me that I do belong and I don't need to question my place in the industry but it's also like holy like what is going on (laughs) that's amazing now you have to talk to us a little bit about um, because like you said a lot of them are, are major label acts and so they have the support of the label. And I realize labels have changed over the last while and, and a lot more falls to the artist to begin with. But you are legit uh-huh. kind of doing your thing. So talk to us about not only being Nuella, the recording artist, but Nuella, the businesswoman. Yeah. I mean, when I started, uh, I put out my first record in 2012. It was kind of just like I wanted to do it and no one else was going to do it for me. So it was up to me to get it done. And so that just meant really diving headfirst into the business side of things and trying to figure out what that meant and how it looked like. And over the years, it's definitely changed a lot with the internet and now just having a bit more power on your side in terms of getting plugged into like the Spotify's and the Amazon music's and, you know, Apple and iTunes and all that stuff. Um, It's a challenge because you can tell someone how good you think your record is, but they won't really take it seriously until they hear it from someone else. And so that's kind of been my experience over the last couple of years is building myself up to have all these accolades, but still not really being able to push through that threshold and get to that next level. And I feel like these two Juno noms have just really helped solidify kind of my place and just really show that, I'm not going anywhere. That's <laughs> perfect. Do it whether you're going to help me or not. That is perfect. Now, when you go to the ceremony, who are you most excited to to see? And uh, like like you said, you, Jan Arden's in your category. Do you have you met her before? Or do you hope to meet her? I've never met her, but I've seen her. She hosted, uh, I think, the Western Canadian Music Awards one year when they were in Calgary, and she's like the funniest person I've ever seen in my life. And so I really want to meet her. And then I missed out on uh, Michael Buble last year. And so I really want to get a picture with him just to say that I did. <laughs> and so, like, my whole thing is I just want to be friends with everyone in my category. 
Because why not? That's great. And I just wanted to ask, because I end up interviewing a lot of, I guess, mainstream Canadian pop acts on the show, like the Rhea Mays of mm-hmm. the world, Scott Hellman, Tyler Shaw, uh, Lights, like the list goes on. Is there a Canadian pop act that you really dig and, and your buds with? Uh, no, I'm not really friends with anyone. Okay. <laughs> to be honest, I would like to be. Um, but I really like Scott Hellman's songs that he puts out. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're really, they just always seem to push themselves lyrically and tell a story. And I really appreciate that. Um, but if we go back, I would love to meet Alanis Morissette. I feel like she's just like the most amazing thing ever. She is true. That is true. That is very true. I hope to interview her one day. So should that work out, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell her about you. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Uh, before I let you go, what can we expect from you in the next like six months to a year? Are you, are you going to hit the road? Yeah. So I just signed with an agent, which is really exciting for me. And so I will be hitting the road and playing more festivals this summer. And then also just putting out more music. Um, I feel like putting out EPs and records are, are great, but I just want to really just keep the ball rolling and keep putting out singles and just get people excited about uh, what I'm doing and hopefully playing in the city near you. Perfect. Well, I hope to meet you in person and uh, I want to congratulate you again on the Juno nomination. That's just amazing news. Fantastic. Uh, Your songs are amazing as well. So all the best and all continued success. And uh, also, I know I mentioned for people to follow you on your social media, what's your favorite platform so people follow you there the most? Uh... I don't know favorite, but I'm mostly on Instagram. Okay. So that would be the one to really, you know, check in to see what I'm doing every day. Perfect. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Noella, you rock. Thank you so much for this. Thank you again. That's alternative soul singer Noella Charles. Again, make sure to follow her on her social media at Noella Charles. The Kelly Alexander Show, bringing you fresh sounds like this. look at some new music this week. Recently married pop princess Megan Trainer has just released a new single called All The Ways off her upcoming new album Treat Myself. The single is also, by the way, going to be used as the soundtrack for Target's new marketing campaign. So far, no tour dates for Megan, as it sounds like Megan is still continuing to work hard to finish off that upcoming album, which is supposed to drop in August. I'm a sucker for you. Said I wouldn't have go anywhere blindly. Boy band, the Jonas Brothers are back with a brand new single, and for their legions of fans, this is awesome news because when they disbanded about five years ago, things had gotten pretty contentious between all three brothers, and it sounds like they never thought they'd see the day that they would reunite as a band, but that is exactly what is happening. Their new song is called Sucker, and they are getting a lot of positive reviews about the new track, and they have hinted that they will be touring at some point, but as of yet, nothing has been confirmed. Rise 
rising R&B star Her is having an incredible year. A few months ago, she got nominated for five Grammy Awards and walked away with two of them. One for Best R&B Album and the other for Best R&B Performance for the song Best Part. Her, whose real name is Gabriella Wilson, has just released a new single off her latest album. It's called Hard Place, and that's what you're listening to right now. And she performed this song at the Grammys. She just came off a pretty big tour as well, so for now she's off the road. But if you do happen to be in London, England on March 24th and 25th, she'll be playing the O2 Arena and then over to Paris, France for March 27th. New music on The Kelly Alexander Show. Hey, it's Kelly Alexander, and don't forget that you can subscribe to our show on major podcast platforms like iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and Google Play. We're looking forward to chatting with our next guest. Cassidy McKenzie is an up-and-coming singer-songwriter from Vancouver, Canada, and is releasing her debut single called Wish, off her debut EP called One Look. Cassidy, welcome to The Kelly Alexander Show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So happy to have you, especially because this is like the the kickoff to your career, so I'm very excited about finding out all about you. So can we uh, go back a little bit, I guess, with regards to the dream? Was the dream always to be an artist, a musician? Pretty much, yeah. I, uh, I've been playing music since I was four years old, and it kind of was never an option in my head to do anything but music. Um, I actually originally wanted to be a guitar player, but uh, throughout the years, artists kind of developed in my head. How many instruments do you actually play? I play guitar, bass, drums, piano, um, ukulele, but I kind of suck. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I think I would suck trying to play the ukulele, so don't worry about that. Um, Actually, because you play so many different instruments, would you say one, like, could you say that one is your spirit instrument? Like, which one would that be? Definitely guitar. Yeah. Okay, cool. And so when you write your music, do you write with guitar? Yeah, totally. And I actually have a question about that because I've I've interviewed a few different artists uh, over the last little while, and we've had a chit-chat about how uh, specifically one of them has stopped writing with the piano because that's kind of like her spirit instrument. And she said that she had to stop because she found that she was getting like stuck in like chord progressions and all that kind of stuff. Do you find that it's easy to get like like locked in a pattern or do you force yourself totally. out Totally. Yeah, I'll force myself to write on piano all the time because I do get sick. Sometimes I even write to just slapping my hands on a desk <laughs> to just like find a beat because I do totally get stuck with guitar, even though it is my favorite instrument to write on. That's cool. Now, talk to us a little bit about who you grew up uh, listening to and are they still important influences today? Yeah, definitely. I uh, I grew up uh, basically from age seven to I guess still now, like, obsessed with Avril Lavigne. She was totally my number one influence. Um, Taylor Swift, I loved the 1975. Um, those are probably my three biggest influences. And I, uh, I I swear that I learned how to sing by just screaming Avril Lavigne songs in my car in high school. <laughs> probably not super cool, but... <laughs> what uh, What is it about Avril that, that you connect so, so closely to, or with, I should say? I, I guess just... She was my artist when I was younger, and uh, just the passion that she sings with and her lyric content spoke to me as a child, and it still does now. Um, but I loved that. I loved the emotion and the power in her songs, and I really wanted to bring that with my own music. So that was a huge influence. 
I just have to ask you a little bit more about Avril because, as you and I both know, she's gone through a rough ride over the last couple of years dealing with the uh, the illness that she picked up and and um, the Lyme disease, which you know is debilitating to say the least. And then her latest single, Head Above Water, obviously deals with a bunch of that, and it's fantastic. And I'm so happy she's back. Talk to us because you are such a fan of hers. Like, what is it like to have her back? Oh my gosh, I was so excited. I was so pumped, and I love this song. It was, it was so funny because it was so different from her old stuff and so almost more mature and I mean it is a totally totally different vibe but it has the exact same passion behind it that I was influenced by as a kid I was so stoked when she came out with that joining us on the Kelly Alexander show is artist Cassidy McKenzie you can follow her on her social media at Cassidy Mac music Cassidy talk a little bit about your um, relationship with your new producer uh, and songwriter Ryan Stewart who has also worked with other Canadian pop stars like Carly Rae Jepsen and Victoria Duffield how did that uh, working relationship come about yeah, it was it was actually pretty random because I uh, I came back from Nashville to Vancouver for the summer and uh, I was looking to work with someone over the summer and I was a huge fan of Ryan and his stuff ever since I was little listening to Carly Rae Jepsen in high school and that kind of thing and uh, I actually sent him an email um, being like hi <laughs> I'm Cassidy would you like to work with me and he responded um, and then in the next month we were working together and it was a total dream I still don't really know how it happened <laughs> it's kind of a like total started off everything and it was really really cool working with him now his work with Carly Rae Jepsen and Victoria Duffield obviously very successful Canadian pop stars and uh, of course Carly Rae Jepsen even going on to have sort of worldwide acclaim with Call Me Maybe do you think that you uh, are reminiscent of those two artists or are you something or someone completely different I think it's pretty different I uh, I mean the tracks themselves and my voice aren't really I mean, I definitely take inspiration from uh, artists like Carly Rae Jepsen, but because uh, I love pop, and I mean, the album is pop, but it is totally different. We spent a really long time trying to craft the sound, match it with the lyrical content, and make it sort of something that people possibly haven't heard before. So it is similar, but uh, totally its own thing at the same time. You mentioned that you went off to Nashville. Explain why that happened. Why did you leave Vancouver? I left for university um, when I was, I graduated when I was 17 and uh, moved here that year to study songwriting at uh, Belmont University. Oh, cool. Okay. And so what's the vibe like in Nashville? Because obviously, I think there's a few cities that are important to go to if you are uh, a singer songwriter and Nashville would be right at the top of that list pretty much. So what have you, have yeah. you gained from being there? It's absolutely incredible. There's literally music everywhere you look. Like you, you walk down the street, and you will see like five bands playing in five bars. It's absolutely amazing. And I go to a music school, so I've basically spent the last three years just completely submerged in a music scene, which is incredible. Being in Nashville, do you look up to anybody specifically uh, there, whether it's a songwriter or an artist? I'd say Taylor Swift, honestly. I uh, I guess she's not Nashville or country anymore, um, but she's one of my biggest influences. And you see so much of her influence here with people songwriting and people I work with referencing her and stuff, which is really cool. Now, when you finish, because are you, are you finished yet? Are you finished university yet or you still have some time to go? No, I still have a year. Okay, cool. So when you're done, where do you think you'll go? Will you stay in Nashville, especially because it's kind of music central, or do you think you'll come back to Canada? I would love to stay in Nashville, um, but part of me is torn because I love Toronto. 
Okay. Also, and uh, but, but yeah, I would I would like to stay in Nashville. So a little bit about your EP. Let's go there. So it's uh, it's called One Look. How many songs are on it? And out of all the songs you've recorded, uh, which one is your favorite? Well, there are six songs uh, on the EP. Brian and I, uh, I can think we both favor Wish, um, the first single that's coming out. Um, it sort of takes the whole vibe of the EP and puts it all in one song. Um, and I really fell in love with it when he wrote it. Now, when it comes to the single Wish, um, did it come to you and Ryan easily or was it a challenge to get the song written and recorded? It was actually really easy um, and funny because I came into the studio and it was actually based on a story that happened to me the night before. Um, I came in and he was like, what's happening with you? What do we write about today? And I told him the story and uh, and we just wrote it that day and it just flowed out. It was super fun. How do you describe yourself as an artist? Do you have like a sound? Um, do you call yourself a pop artist? Like where? how do you want people to sort of flesh you out? I'd say pop. On a, a mixture of... It's pretty pop, dark pop, but the songs are pretty upbeat, so uh, electronic pop, yeah. (laughs) Okay, cool. Now, being a Canadian artist who is now in uh, Nashville for the moment, I did want to ask you, especially because now you have this sort of third-person perspective by not being in the country all the time, um, how do you view the Canadian music scene and how do you view Canada for you as an artist? I absolutely love it. I And it is interesting having been in the Nashville music scene for so long and looking, because I, I wasn't really, I was so young when I left Vancouver, especially with the sense of music, um, that I didn't really understand the music scene there. Um, and I absolutely love it. Everyone that I've worked with in Canada has been absolutely incredible. And there's just a vibe and this niceness to everyone. Um, it's just a really good-natured industry up there. I really enjoy it. Where do you uh, hope to see yourself in the next five years? Pretty much doing, working with people like Ryan, recording, um, touring, just playing and recording. Okay, perfect. And last question before I let you go, especially because you are um, a young artist and you're, and you're sort of finding your, your feet. If you could go to any artist or band's rehearsal to soak up some knowledge and advice, who would it be and why? Oof. I think it would be the 1975 um, I absolutely love them, and their shows are so inspiring. They're kind of like an experience um, that's separate from just a live performance, um, and that would be an extremely cool rehearsal to watch. Perfect. Cassidy, we wish you all the best of luck, and thank you so much for hanging out with us on the show. Thank you so much. That's recording artist Cassidy McKenzie. Make sure you follow her on her social media, at Cassidy Mac Music. As always, thank you so much for joining us on the show this week, and we appreciate our guests very much, Nuella Charles and Cassidy McKenzie. My thanks going out to our super producer, Adam Briso, and don't forget that you can follow us on major podcast platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher Radio. We'd also love for you to grab all of our social media handles by hitting up our website, kellyalexandershow.com. Have an amazing week. You and I'll chat soon. The Kelly Alexander Show.